Hello. Are you the key master? Not that I know of. No, we have no extra beryllium sphere on board. You know, that is really getting annoying. Look, I have one job on this lousy ship. It's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? Gail? Ramona. How long has it been? <laughs> well, don't tell or I'll have to strangle you. <laughs> so here you, like, ran into these things before. Yeah. What did you do? I died. Get away from her, you bitch! Thank you for joining us. Welcome back to Movie Issues. I'm your host, Leland, here with my out-of-this-world co-host, Spooky. Is my dad an alien from another planet that I speak to through a glowing cube? If it is and you haven't told me at this point in our friendship, I'd be very angry. Because there's a lot of times I'd like you to stop time, mm. let me go do some stuff for about 20 minutes, then you can start time again. But stuff? I, I was thinking more theft. Also good. <laughs> also good. Yeah. You know, Butt stuff. Because oh, no, I think if you touch them, they come to real, so you can't really touch anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that maybe was the that thing. was just like Morse then. <laughs> also, stop time. Yeah. In but, his way. <laughs> it's, but he was doing butt stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. There's There are a handful of shows where, like, that was the power because. Essentially, everyone just freezes in place. Yeah, well, I don't. And it's it's I, cheap. I, I it's don't cheap necessarily do. think Zach Morris was stopping time, as if he was just talking to us, the viewer. But Evie the, was stopping time. But the people around him stopped too. Think of it like a Daredevil comic. Daredevil doesn't stop time, like yeah, but everybody stops, right? Because it's a panel, it's a drawing. It wasn't moving to begin with. Wow, thanks. Yeah, I, I, I didn't want to break the magic that is comic books to you. <laughs> yes, the magic that is the art of the moving picture. Mm -hmm. The devil's paintings, as you the once, devil's paintings, as you once referred That's to them right. as all. Oh shit, I forgot. Thanks. Uh, it is July. It is Comic Con month, and we are a mm -hmm. little less than a week away from actually having something to talk about after the con. News has been really hard this week. Everyone's holding everything yeah. to next week, so it's like... Shut it up real tight. Yeah. It's just like, that's great that you want to yet again talk about that. That's not interesting. You know? I was kind of impressed that they told us who the new Spider-Man was, but I thought maybe we would hold it till con. I thought for sure that would have been an announcement mm. at con. Like, well, well, but MCU's not going to be there. Yeah, but I don't know. I just feel like that's that's an announcement you say, save for something or save it for august at d23 like have the new kid come out meet the fans you know stuff like that it but, just felt like it was like here's a new spider-man filming like right away now you like, can still film on stage and no one will know if the if the filming you're doing can exist on a stage i'm just saying i feel yes we have a new spider-man it was very much kind of under the radar I thought everyone um, got excited for a day. Yeah, for just, a day. It's, it's just pretty kinda, good for the internet. I guess it just kind of went away real quick. It was just... I don't know. I guess because they do... We haven't seen him on set or anything, so I guess until we, we see him... We saw him on a trampoline, bless yeah. his little heart. So I guess until we physically see him on set next to like Tony Stark or Captain America, we're, we're all still kind of like waiting to see how this pans out. Uh, he looked good. 
Eh, he's he's like good age. He's. I, know, I'm glad they went with a kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad finally it's a it's a it's a young man who we can watch grow. I can believe is in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I personally have never seen him act, but I feel if you're on uh, Boardwalk Empire, you can act. Yeah, because that's Scorsese's. They don't just hire anybody. So wasn't he in something else? And and Charlie Cox came from Boardwalk Empire, and we saw how good that kid is. So you know, on Segway, Daredevil two season two is coming, and and they started, and they're working on it, and uh, they've confirmed. You know, we talked about the Punishers coming on it. Yeah, and 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 last week they put up that picture that said Daredevil season two Netflix. Tons of bullet holes riddled into the Daredevil sign, yeah. which the internet went nuts and assumed bullseye, which makes logical sense. Kingpin's in jail. He's now going to pull the strings from jail. You right. call in bullseye to take but, out Murdoch. You know? But if you see bullet holes. Yeah, it was a stretch, but let's be realistic. Punisher. Yeah, I'm announced. with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Like, I know everyone wants bullseye because that, I guess after Kingpin is... The next biggest Daredevil. I don't know. Villain? I feel that I think Bullseye should be a season three character. I feel that he sh- Daredevil should deal with the Punisher on multiple episodes, not just a one and done. Give him an arc. Well, right. it, have him come in, you know, sprinkled along the season in different ways. I think you should lead up to having the hand, because the they hand mentioned be it. Cool. Mention the hand and get that Kung Lao shit going, so that when. What's his name? Pops up. Um, Iron Fist. Thank you. I wanted to say Kung Fu Dang Panda. Right. You know, in the Kung Fu Panda. Uh, but I think you should bring in Electra season two. Maybe not as Electra per se, but at least the character of. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the hand and Kingpin kind of go back and forth a little bit. And then, like, the last shot of season two is Bullseye coming in to play games. You know what I mean? Give us a cliffhanger. Because it's not like it's not going to get picked up for season three. So no, you yeah. can give us a cliffhanger We're, we're, we're going to have this for a while. Yeah. Um, I don't know, Like, one of my big uh, concerns, I'll say it's a concern, uh, is now with Punisher and Daredevil on the same show, Punisher's going to come into Hell's Kitchen, and whether he is either after Daredevil, for whatever mistaken reason... Or if he's after just a bad guy for whatever reason, he's bad, clearly, um, they're not going to work together. So I feel like it's inevitable we'll have to deal with that two bad guys at each other's, you know, throats when we know they're just going to be friends. You mean friends two, two, good, two good guys? Yeah, I'm sorry. Two good guys. It's who just are, it's who it's at, it's, at each other. it's Daredevil v Punisher. Yeah, like for like <laughs> half the season. Um, I think I read somewhere that they were the rumor was that maybe the Punisher Frank Castle comes in as a cop, mm-hmm. and we see him as like a cop and a family man for a couple episodes. Then his family gets murdered, and then we see him become the Punisher in multiple episodes of daredevil that mm. might be interesting too like maybe he makes friends with daredevil as a cop yeah and then daredevil sees him fall maybe all la like two-face kind of a situation maybe, but, but then better he'd done still, he'd still be like you know like we can't kill him uh, like, that doesn't mean you're this, wrong this, i'm just saying I'm, I'm looking for ways to get around that the, thing we've that, seen a million yeah. times 
It, or, or the origin situation. Like, yeah, make us. I would really like to not see the origin. So I don't know. Three movies. You think we 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 pretty much know it at this point, but um, I don't know. We'll see. If we'll find Regardless, out next year. You can you can explain his origin in three sentences. Oh, totally. But I mean, I I, I still think as cool as Bullseye would be. I, I would want them to get a really good actor. Mm. Like, what about some of the weirder characters? Like, what about like oh Typhoid Mary? Yeah, I'm what about in. Typhoid Mary? Oh, bring her crazy ass in. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kingpin hires a bunch of assassins. Have all his. That would be a great season three. Yeah, hunt like, for Matt Murdock. Yeah, you yeah, have all of his assassins, and you know what's it? And what's his name? Um, that made his costume is the Gladiator, who? But he's a simple guy in the comics too. Yeah. That is misled to fight. Daredevil. Yeah. He doesn't realize. But that's like an episode. No, but I'm just saying that's another person you yeah. can bring in as a you know Daredevil. Daredevil has a handful of random villains that are also Marvel Universe villains that they will not use on Shield or in the movies no. that they can get away with. You know, like Stiltman. <laughs> that's. I'm I kidding say, because you know how much I hate Stiltman. I want to say it's too goofy. It's too campy for Daredevil, <laughs> but. Shield. <laughs> They're bringing in the Secret Warriors this season, so yeah. You know, I saw that today. I don't yeah. know what that is. Uh, what was that book? He Nick Fury and the Secret Warriors. He had a book for a while. And it oh, was yeah? it was led by Nick Fury and uh, 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 Daisy. What's her name on the Dude. Sky? Daisy Daisy Sky. Oh. Um, as I believe her Quake is her superhero name, mm. and she was a Shield agent, and he okay. had his Secret Shield. Mutant team. Okay. And okay. I think that electric electricity kid that she's friends with is going to yeah. be on the team, and a couple other inhuman mutants. Kind of, you know, it's neat. Hey, whatever. An arc is fine, but you know, just Daredevil. What do you got? You know, bring it on. I I would really like to see the other characters like Cage and uh, Jessica Jones and them. Well, we'll see them in this fall. I, yeah, I'd re- yeah. Well, no, I want to see them move between each other's shows. To I make think it all once the bigger. seasons all kick in, they will. Yeah. So, like season yeah. two, I'd like to see one Cage and Daredevil team up. Oh yeah. Well, everybody wants um, Iron Fist and Cage to, <laughs> to run out. Heroes for Hire. That's it. I was, just, the, I was the, like, the Heroes power, for Hire. The yeah. Power Hour. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the Power Hour. It'd yeah. Be amazing. <laughs> Well, speaking of powers and uh, all kinds of long, long hours, Star Trek. Yeah, it wasn't a good segue, but it was all I got. Uh, Well, we're here now. Let's talk about it. (laughs) I don't know how I feel about it. They were talking last week about how uh, Chris Pine and and Zach Quinto have signed on or maybe in talks to do a fourth movie. I'm okay. Here's the thing. I was thinking of this on the drive over. Actually, I've been thinking about this for a long time. I'm sure. Um, The reason the six movies with the original crew worked or did not work was because we had the series to get to know those characters. So it was like welcoming back those characters. Now, with the 2009 film, which I think is the best one of the new ones, that I think they did a really good job at telling a Star Trek story that had the old universe cross the new reality and set up something new. Yeah. And then but we still didn't get to know those characters. We kind of got to know them in the sense that we knew who they were from the previous installments. It takes like granted they're all characters everybody kind of knows they're just naturally a part of 
the the, the larger subconscious of pop culture pop culture at this yeah. point. Uh, but yeah, like you didn't question anyone's motives because they were pretty similar to what you have in your brain as to how they should act, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that you're told right up front things may be a little different, weird shit happened in the past. Uh, that fills in any gaps. Right. And then, you know, the sequel happened. Yay or nay if you liked it or whatever. Um, And then they want to do the third one, Star Trek and Beyond, which, fine. I mean, the title definitely implies they're going to boldly go. That's what they keep saying. So it would be nice to see them out in space for a change. Um, I don't think I need a part four in this i honestly close it with three you do your you did your new trilogy mm-hmm. you made tons of money we got to see new actors do whatever i think it needs to come back to tv and have episodic television back on I would us. Agree with that. because you can't tell so much story so many of those people aren't getting enough play in those movies now granted you go back to the other six either did anybody else but we didn't know better then mm-hmm. now we can tell an entire ensemble action film and everyone gets a scene. Thank you, Avengers. But it's <laughs> it's hard to watch some of these Star Trek movies and just go, oh, so we're just going to spend more time with Kirk and Spock and maybe yeah. Bones? A little, I mean, a little bit of Bones. But the thing is, is now that we've... Oh, mostly a hurrah now because, you know, women have become so important to the... the well, they've always been important, but their people are now showing it. But it's almost kind of like they forced interest in her character with the Zock, uh, um, Spock and her relationship, which I felt was forced just to give her something else to do. A little bit. Like, the second movie, that relationship is really bad for her as yes. a character. It was good for them in the first movie. Yeah. Bad. They would never be a, a was, couple well, by the second movie, I don't was, think. It was a crutch on her character. Like, that yeah. was a big... Thing about her character is that she's upset with the relationship. This yeah. very typical, you know. But so was um, Pine. So you were seeing his romance and bromance. He was yeah. both pissing off his his bro and his hoe. So it's just kind of like we spent more time yeah. dealing with a lot of the problem, that minutia shit than actually telling a story. The problem is, is that unlike before, where we took TV actors. And propelled them up into film. Mm -hmm. Now we have film actors who it's happening, but don't often go down to television. Well, I'm not saying stick with these people. I'm talking... But what, do we automatically go to the next generation again already? No, no, just... You can just have another Star Trek show and not have... Like, yeah, DS9 we... and Voyager ran for seven seasons. No, no, no. Look at the but... Scott Bakula show. They were all without the no, but look, the, the, look, the Enterprise. But, 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 well, but look, except, but look at what, except Enterprise. Look at what has happened to Star Trek. We had the original and everything that led up to it, including Voyager and Enterprise and right. DS9. Now we have the movie, which negates all of that. None of that is necessarily the same anymore. So what do we jump ahead in time and assume maybe or maybe not that stuff happened and tell a new story or do we try and move in between the lines because how balls do you think it'd be at the end of the new movie they go back to the old timeline but then you still don't get the original cast the problem is cgi all them people too expensive 
movie's going to make tons Ridic- of money. Yeah, but for television, no one's going to give that money to television. No, I'm talking the end of the movie. They have like the end scene oh, is they go, close the, they, they close, close this this chapter and then go Michael back Dorn to TV still and wants do, his show. That's what I'm saying. Captain Worf oh, would be so amazing. So then you could pick it up. Yeah, pick it up on TV with the normal. I don't Hell, think it'll you know ever what? Happen. I, most people don't even realize that it's two different universes. So fuck yeah. it. Just keep going on TV and call it Star Trek. No one's going to question it. I, th- I think it will. Now, I think what might be possible is maybe you can't get Chris Pine, uh, Zachary Quinto, maybe not. Although he's been popping on TV. Um, maybe you can't get all of them back. Maybe you can get a couple of them back. Um, and I think Chris Pine, if you go this direction, Chris Pine is the one you definitely kind of don't want back. You go Amazon. You go maybe Hulu, or you go Netflix, and you get to tell a real character-centric story at the the, the speed that you want to. I don't know. I'm just, I, I just want my Star Trek back on TV. Well, I mean, it, it's in the same format. Yeah, it's but just it's not, not the weekly. same. Yeah, it's not the same. I so- I, I don't but you're know. not I'm, a Trekkie, so you don't understand I'm not, the, the I'm hole not. that's been missing in my life. <laughs> yeah, but you're ready to essentially sweep the three movies under the rug just so you can have what you like again. Well, it's not like anyone else is doing anything with them. I mean, I'm not sweeping them under the rug as far as, like, forget them. I'm saying they fix are. the timeline. You're, you're saying hit the reboot, punch the universe, let's go back and try and fix things. Well, Spider-Man has done it four times. Why can't Trek? Yeah, and everyone hates it every time. Well, if it sums, if but if it, they only hate it because it's not been good. If it had been good, I don't think anyone would have bitched about no it. No one knows if it's going to be good or not until it's already done. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. All right, this is a conversation that can keep going on okay. and on. So I just, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. Yeah. I'm just thinking Trek needs to go back to TV. I don't need a part four. And, and Plan. I, they should not be planning a part four. Let's see how three does because. At the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas, the biggest one, Mm -hmm. Star Trek in the Darkness was voted the worst Star Trek movie ever made. Which seems unfair, but they voted. I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try and. You know what was number one? You know what was the best Star Trek movie ever made? Con Galaxy Quest. I'm not kidding. That was on the board, because let's be honest, it's one of the best Star Trek movies ever made, because it's about the love of Trek. I take umbrage, but I, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna argue. I don't. Th- I'm not we'll, arguing. We'll I don't argue agree with it. it. I'm we'll just argue saying about it later. I'm not, I'm not saying it's fact. I'm just telling you that that's no, what was on the board. I'm sure. I'm sure it is fact. <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, so, as has been the tradition since our first year doing this bullshit, uh, July is Comic Con month, and and we're generally pretty busy. And and then this year is just the same. Like it's not. Yeah. It's not any different. We're every you know, year we do a little more. Uh, and uh, so what we've been doing is it, it, instead of watching a movies, we decided that we usually do a theme. We pick one actor that we uh, love or hate, and uh, love, love. I'm gonna go with love. No, yeah, yeah. We, and we, um, love them all. we we watch uh, the one movie from that actor's uh, catalog of film, and we, uh, let them be good or bad. We try to run the spectrum do, from all their biggest hits to their shittiest hits, and kind of do their thing. We run the, the spectrum of movies that they've done. Yes, first alone, we did Oscar along with you know Demolition Man. Yes, we do that. Yeah. Like a little, a little of the weird, a little of the more that uh, you know we're we're used to. We right. love. We did Schwarzenegger the first first year because really, why wouldn't you? It's it's Arnold, and also he's got a new movie opening today. 
So go see Terminator Genesis. Yeah, go, go, to, go to the website first, read the review, and then decide. Oh, I think you should go nevertheless because I'm even if it's terrible, it's Arnold. Uh, then the next year we you figured you did Arnold Stallone. Yeah, you know. Um, and uh, this year we decided we're gonna do a lady. It's gonna give it up to the women. We knew. I think we knew August of last year. It's like next year. Oh, we're doing a woman. Yeah, I've been talking about this for twelve yeah. months. I'm ready for this yeah, month. We knew exactly where we're. What so we're much, doing. in fact, I have stopped watching her movies so that I can watch them this month. <laughs> uh, we're giving it up to Sigourney Weaver this month. The entire month, we're gonna watch Sigourney Weaver movies because she is, in my opinion, the first lady of action. She is the first lady of sci-fi. Nominated. For actress, best actress nominated for Aliens. That's fucking impressive because mm. they don't usually recognize. Yeah, they don't give. They don't give nom- even nominations yeah. to movies like that. You know, so fucking uh, Hobbit's got to walk for three movies to get yeah. a little credit. Yeah, seriously. But she did have to fight aliens twice. She did one, and then multiple aliens, <laughs> and then the big one, and that big one's a. She a bitch. So, you big, know, old big old bag of bitch. Uh, so we wanted to start slow. So we decided, uh, we looked at Sigourney's uh, oeuvre, and yeah. we decided that Sigourney Weaver has a, a few comedies on her list. I, I'm going to say comedies. I don't necessarily know if they're uh, funny. So first on our list of the month, we decided to go with one of her comedies, uh, the 2001 Heartbreakers. Yeah. Um, I, I I enjoy it for what it is, uh, but I'm I, I know it's not a great movie, and I laugh, I giggle. I'm not saying I loved it, but I giggle. Um, the disdain that you had for it was pretty much palpable through the entire room. Good. That's what I was going for. Well, you did. Your stank ruined oh. me and your girl's enjoyment. <laughs> this movie. Um, but so make make it, the basic plot breakdown is that Sigourney Weaver and her daughter Jennifer Love Hewitt are a daughter mom con artist duo mm-hmm. that basically go to Miami to con the money out of a billionaire tycoon played by Gene Hackman. Uh, thus, comedy ensues along the way when both women fall in love with uh, men they've tried to con, and uh, thus happy ending. That's pretty much the movie in a nutshell, I think. Uh, in in a very broad stroke. No, yeah. why why focus on yeah. the stuff they didn't? Uh, this movie should have been an hour and forty minutes. It clocks in at two, a little long. <sighs> you it starts to feel it like once once everything kind of comes once the well, end it's it's like three acts and then they throw in a fourth one like the Dark Knight and you're like. Well, at least this one's not as interesting let's, as Two Face. Let, let's take it. Let's take it con by con. So you have the first con, which is Sigourney Weaver is uh, marrying Ray Liotta and having she's denying him all the sex. Yeah, like, this is part of their con. Make them make them want it so, so bad. bad. Yeah, that, that they're willing to fuck anything that moves. That, that that they're gonna just make dumb mistakes. Yeah, and, and so the the the, the con is. Uh, Sigourney Weaver goes in, uh, dates, woos, impresses, makes them fall in love with her, mm-hmm. gets them to propose as, as fast, as fast uh, while subtly bringing in um, Jennifer Love Hewitt in some kind of peripheral place of, of that's close. And then the day 
after uh, the the marriage, Jennifer Love Hewitt goes in to seduce and to get the uh, the the Connie or the um, the the yeah the Mark the Mark that's the word I'm thinking of uh, get the Mark caught so they have a a, a legit divorce. Um, they which, get money and I and they get money and then they yeah. wash, rinse, repeat. Yeah, and and you get the in, the impression because they tell you multiple times that they've both been doing this a long time. Yeah, and and that they're pros. I gotta feel like this con, this specific con has only been able to work, uh, maybe three or four years tops. You think? Joe, how old do you think Jennifer Love Hewitt is? Oh, okay. I thought you meant... Okay, now I, I yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, She in the movie, I have to assume, is like 22, 23. Yeah, she's got to be early, early 20s. Um, the problem is Jennifer Love Hewitt's character of Paige is so unlikable as a character that you really don't want to spend any time with her. Let me, all right, let me, let me take this moment to explain uh, one reason why I don't like this movie. Okay. Um, I I will grant it that it is tough to to do a movie where your main characters are bad people mm-hmm. and to get the audience to like them and to really get invested. Right. Uh, I don't like Jennifer Love Hewitt because her character is um, self entitled and a huge just bitch. Sigourney Weaver is kind of heartless and has like no redeeming qualities but at the very least Sigourney Weaver as the actress is giving a very enjoyable performance right she knows it's a tongue-in-cheek campy comedy I don't know if Jennifer Love Hewitt understood what comedy was because she's but she is also playing the straight woman in the comedy I don't want to say comedy duo but the uh, the act of the comedy Uh, she's not supposed to be comedic yeah, she's not supposed to be comedic. And she's not at but all. All she does is she trots through the scene in clothing that is painted on her, yeah. stomps her foot, jiggles her tits, and like the world is supposed to obey her every whim. Mm-hmm. Which I've seen real people do that. Yeah, and it's, and it it's unattractive. Always, it always pisses me off. I yeah. hate that person in, in a split second. Well, it's like when she rolls up at Jason Lee's bar yeah, uh, to try and con someone else. And, and she sits down. And, you know, it's all, you know, fog filters and beauty shots on her. Because, let's be honest, she is a gorgeous girl. Mm-hmm. Like, she looks gorgeous. She's got a knockout body. She hasn't eaten for 26 years. But, granted, she's got a career. Yeah. So she sits down. And Jason Lee's just like, can I get you a drink? And she just... Like immediately, like emancipate, not emancipates, emasculates, <laughs> emancipates. She emancipates she freed him. him. <laughs> she freed him. Freed um, him from the bar. Yes. <laughs> she emasculates him so bad that, like, I would have been like, get the fuck out of my bar. Yeah. But you know, he's just like, she's like, and how dare you? Why? Why would you ask me if I want a drink? He's like, she goes well, I'm the bartender. Tirade. Yeah, about how like men can assume they can always come up to a woman and ask them if they want a drink. It's like, yeah. it's his job to ask if you want a drink in a bar, bitch. Like, and, you know, and even then she's like, oh, she does the baby girl talk, which I hate. She goes, oh my God. She goes from zero to a hundred so quickly that honestly, it's just flat out unbelievable that any character buys it, much less Jason Lee, who is an an actor that I enjoy seeing in movies. So Mm -hmm. if any, if anything, I'm rooting for him, but just rolling my eyes every time she flips, uh, 
like for the first 20 30 minutes of their relationship she's pretty much just a bitch the whole time yeah I, she, unless she finds something that she can find useful which is obvious to everybody uh, except him yeah except him who you who he seems to be a pretty smart dude yeah. on the surface of like his he, two-dimensional character he knows he knows that she is not this just raging pile of bee that she keeps throwing out into the world he sees through that which to me makes me think like okay you're kind of a insightful guy yeah but the fact that he still kind of falls in love with her he owns a bar on the beach and like looks at the stars for himself He's one of those dudes that knows the secret of life. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's got it. You get him high, he's he'll surf, and he'll oh, tell you what's up. He'll like educate. You. Yeah, she doesn't understand education. No. What it is makes it worse because you've got like Sarah Silverman and Zach Galifianakis exposition that keep popping up to to push the plot forward. To drop important information, but, for like, the but it's but it it is important information for the audience, but it's so ill timed when it's brought up that it well, seems out of place that they brought it up, and it's obvious they're bringing it up just to let you as the audience yeah. know. Like she's just like, oh, I had a really bad day. Oh, he's worth three million dollars if he sells this bar. <laughs> okay, uh, cool. That worked fluidly in a conversation. It was that awkward. And well, at this at this point in time, in two thousand one, it's. Sarah Silverman and her friend Zach watched his face. I don't even think I think it was like Zach Galifianakis is not a person. No, yet. but I don't think Sarah no, Silverman was. They no, were. She was, they were. Hey, those are those two comedians that sometimes we see on Comedy I don't think Central. Nobody knows Zach Galifianakis yet. Uh, he had people his, know Sarah. He was Silverman. in Bubble Boy. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, you want to just make me angry? <laughs> I don't know why you get angry. At I that don't movie. know either. <laughs> it's, um, it's not. Sarah, it's better than this movie. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> next month. Next month. Just a whole month. Just, just so we know. No. Just, just so I can make the final decision. Those June hall month. I was like, I don't want to watch all his. First Friday of August, we'll do it. <laughs> anyway, um, Sarah Silverman at least is a comedian that is has got some traction. People, yeah, yeah, people yeah. recognize her. Yeah, that's why she has lines. Some lines, and yeah. he has one line. He's a feature in this movie. Yeah, I'm not saying. I'm not saying yeah. that. It's interesting to see him. He's skinny. I, well, he's skinny now, but yeah. skinny and young. Like, uh, I, I kind of feel like there's there's something left on the on the cutting room floor. Oh, I'm of, sure there's of tons just, of stuff of yeah, just yeah, yeah, them yeah. bantering back and forth, which and probably kind of would have been pretty good yeah. to a comedy. Yeah, but Jay, even Jason Lee's part is kind of so removed for most of the film. He's just kind of this afterthought yeah. until the the the, the main four, the, con of the movie with Gene the, Hackman. You mean the fourth arc of the movie? <laughs> yeah. The main con in the middle of the movie is actually Sigourney Weaver and Gene Hackman because he's worth three, three billion dollars and he makes millions daily because he's a a, a, a tobacco tycoon. Yeah. And he's ready to die. Oh, and he's a horrible person. Like, was he, he made that comment? We gave nine-year-olds cigarettes. Oh, yeah. after they threw up, they just loved it. Like, yeah, after they threw up a couple of times, you couldn't get them to stop. <laughs> like, All right, well, you're a monster. We, but there's the thing is, between his monster and Sigourney Weaver's monster, you want her monster to win. Because he's a worse monster than she is. Okay, lo, lo, but let me point out, he actually does fall for her. Yeah. Which makes her the bigger monster. At the end, but it's okay because he dies with a... 
he hits a stone gets, dick in his mouth and dies. Like it's a weird scene. I. But before we get there, dick in the mouth and dies. <laughs> but Sigourney Weaver, her con on Gene Hackman is to play a Russian socialite. Now, I love Saint Sigs of the Weave, and I think the bitch can do no wrong whatsoever. But this moose and squirrel accent she's pulled off is really rough. Now, I would like to think it's bad on purpose because of the plot in the movie. If she was, if she was any movie about Stalingrad, I'm pretty sure her accent would be amazing. Her and Meryl Streep in Stalingrad holding guns, fighting off uh, breadlines. Whoa, fighting the breadline? That's the movie I want to see in the 1940s. Just mowing down. Poor peasant. No, no, they're peasants fighting for bread. Oh, okay. She's on the side fighting against the communist Russia. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I saw it the other way. It's um, fair, but I want their heads, uh, I want their hair in rags, like, uh, tied up. Um, oh, like uh, little nesting dolls? Yes. Um, <laughs> and one pops out of the other. <laughs> yes. Uh, Meryl Streep has a little Meryl Streep inside her. It's like mini me. Mer- mini Meryl just kind of pops out. Jennifer Love Hewitt pops out of Sigourney Weaver. No, no. We need, we need a better actress. Okay. <laughs> um, Who's the male lead in this movie? Oh. Oh, I'm thinking Daniel Craig or uh, 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 Voldemort. What, 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 year, what year are we doing this? 40s. No, 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 like, what, when are we making this movie? Are we oh, making tomorrow. it now? Tomorrow. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, Voldemort. Ray Fiennes. He could be dirtied up. Yeah, I feel Ray Fiennes would be on the on the, the so communist he, so side. So he plays another... He's no, the bad no, guy. He plays another Nazi. No, he's not a Nazi. <laughs> no, he's a Nazi-esque. communist. Nazi-esque. He's a communist. Mm-hmm. It's totally different. Oh, you're totally different. Yeah, it is. <laughs> just because they have a different book. <laughs> um, All right, we're moving on. Uh, but... Gene Hackman, yeah, he's. You're right. She, he, she, he does fall he for her. So yeah, well, they so make him up. He becomes, the, he becomes the victim. I think he's having a real good time in this movie. Probably. I think they they make him look so old. They give him so his teeth. He's got he liver looks, spots all over him. Yeah. He's, he's got the cigarettes. He's spending and, like two hours in the makeup chair. Oh yeah, and he's hacking up a lung every scene, and and she's oh come to old country, yeah, you know, yeah. and you Meaning know her vagina. Uh, <laughs> and the butt stuff and like but like they go to that Russian bar and, and, and the guy he's like oh she can order in your native tongue and she's like no no you you and he, she speaks no Russian yeah and the guy's you know speaking Russian and she's just like duh Da. Ooh, ooh, da, yeah. da. And I love it. he's just like you speak another Russian do you can I hit you with my big fat Russian sausage she's like yes, da, yes. Da. <laughs> but then she's forced to sing karaoke we're well, not karaoke just singing at one point yeah. and what's the most Russian song you can think of the Beatles back in the USSR clearly so you know that happened little band from Liverpool <laughs> it's but then, but there's this statue that comes into play at one point that they were this this man in form and he's Repose. got whatever who fuck cares he's got a giant cock on it <laughs> and it falls off a couple times, but basically just like in Goonies, <laughs> but basically Gene Hackman hits his head on it and dies after having like I assume a heart attack because of all or emphysema all attack blood, or, yeah. all his blood went down to his dick because he was trying to fuck uh, Sigourney Weaver yeah. so there was nothing left for his heart but you know the, the second con doesn't go as well, well because we don't believe they're good con artists but we have not seen any good conning wait, wait, except wait. 
a few good things like that when they fall on the ground they get the sweet they haven't paid for a meal you know the gas station thing oh yeah and little which, itty which bitty thing because they fucking have money oh they just they do it on purpose yeah to spend money instead yeah. they will just fuck, fuck over, over the little anybody guy. yeah including a dude who just shows up to pump gas mm-hmm. just so they don't have to pay for shit yeah like, they're, they're, they're bad people fucking terrible people yeah. uh, i just realized at least Ocean's Eleven takes money from bad people. Yeah. Yeah. Who are also insured. Like, yeah. No one really gets hurt. Uh, uh, no, I guess the insurance companies. Anyway, regardless, Fuck regardless. Fuck I just, the insurance I, company. <laughs> I just had a realization. Oh, sure. Bring it to the table. Live. What, what happened to Gene Hackman? Well, Ray Liotta pops back up. Yeah. And says... And they stuff she, him in the back of right, Mercedes. Right. She says, we need, to do, we need to get rid of this body. Do you know how to do that? And he goes, like, of course I'm, it is. I'm, I'm from, from Jersey. Jersey. Don't question. So then that's the, the body's end. gone. So that's the end. Yeah, the body's Gene, gone. Gene Hackman, a billion dollar billion time, do- a billionaire. <laughs> His body just disappears. Yep. Along with the woman he's been seen dating. Well, no one knows who's that still woman. in the area. Yeah. Hey, it's a comedy, and he's from Jersey. They know how to yeah. get rid of a body. Yeah. Waste disposal. Waste disposal. Yeah. If the Sopranos taught us any. <laughs> so, but the. The third con is essentially Jennifer Love Hewitt conning Jason Lee. Well, let's let's explain. Let's let's explain. Um, so Ray Liotta, the first con, heartbroken, you know, uh, conned, done. But he's not over Sigourney Weaver. Yeah, so, he's tracking her down. Yeah. So about three quarters through the movie, he finds her at the time that Gene Hackman dies and demands. Um, Compensation. Compensation of some sort. He wants revenge. He's yeah, been con- he's, he's been conned. He wants revenge. He doesn't want to hurt them. Like he's th- pointing a gun, but the gun has no bullets. Yeah, he like, wants money. Yeah, he just really he just wants to feel better because he's hurt. He's yeah. emotionally hurt. Uh, so they're like, "We'll get your money back. Let's instead run this new con on Jason Lee. He's worth a couple bucks. Then you can have your money, and then we'll all split ways." Yeah. Like this Jason Lee thing is just this background kind of romance for uh for a little bit, which again, like just poor judgment on Jason Lee's part. Yeah. Jennifer Love Hewitt keeps going back and forth. I like you, I don't like you, I have to go away, I'm a I'm a raging bitch. And then in between time, Sigourney Weaver's been running a con on her own daughter yeah, we with her out. mentor. So Anne Bangroff rolls up in in two scenes. Yeah. Basically to steal money from Sigourney Weaver. So not knowing everybody is conning everybody out of money. So like at the end everybody's a bad person. Yeah. So by the time the third Jason act Lee. kicks into the movie, except Anne Bancroft has stolen money from Sigourney Weaver. Who Sigourney stole Weaver money from, from Ray Liotta. From Ray Liotta, who, who has is, been hiding money from her daughter, who is now trying to all three of them together stealing money from Jason Lee. Yeah. Like it's it's just this weird circle of conning. But again We've not seen them successfully do any kind of con except little petty ones. And the first one on Ray Liotta. Which is backfiring. It backfires it at backfiring. the end. It worked at the moment. Yeah, but they got 80000 in and a Mercedes. Yeah, 80000 but they got... a three, stolen Mercedes. Yeah, they got 300000 And then she told Jennifer Love Hewitt she got 80000 So um, she's banking her own money I on top of her that. daughter. I didn't catch that. Like, she told her daughter we only got 80000 That She was like, that's it? And she goes, well, we got the Mercedes. Which, as we find out later, is stolen because Ray Liotta runs a chop shop. Well, we knew that right away. <laughs> no, but I mean, just... 
you know, in context, they actually yeah. say chop shop at one point. So you're like, oh, oh now I we definitely. Well, I know what it was because yeah. I've seen The Sopranos. But I'm just saying, yeah. it, 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 you're right. Like, there's not a real good person in this movie. So it's movie. tough for me to get into this movie. That's fair. Okay. You, you couldn't just enjoy the, the 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 comedy ramp of fun. I didn't find it to be that funny. I think the writing is fucking awful. Some of the writing is pretty terrible. I'm not going to deny. But what about the actors? You are watching accomplished actors, except Jennifer Love Hewitt, do interesting performances, at least. Sigourney Weaver, Gene Hackman, even Ray Liotta, even though he's essentially doing his Ray Liotta. Yeah, yeah. He even said at one point, use guys. (laughs) You're like, okay. Um, They're all doing good performances. Uh, Sigourney Weaver's Moose and Squirrel bit is... Um, laughable and, and, and entertaining, but, but it, it, it's camp. And, and that thus becomes a great performance because she's doing it so. Yeah, she, she's kind of flipping it. Yeah, you know, she's going so far yeah. around. I mean, she's basically like, "No, Mister Bond, you will not get to see yeah. those nuclear vessels." You know, yeah. it's just like, ah, great. She, she's got the nuclear vessels up real good. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're all doing very well. Uh, I'm a person. Who just loves Jason Lee from the Kevin Smith films? And he so, does look like Azrael for the majority of the movie. Yeah, or was this, he Loki? No, he was Azrael. Loki is um, Matt Damon. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's been a while since I sat through Dogma. I mean, it's still good. I haven't seen it in a little while, yeah. but I bet it's still good. Yeah, whatever. Moving wrong, wrong. No, no, no. You know, Jason Lee Jason coming Lee. coming off of his <laughs> chipmunk success. Chipmunk success now. Yeah. Oh. Fourth one coming up. Told you, uh, the, told you the title during the movie. You uh, almost threw your beer. Is the Chipmunks the Road Chip? <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> well, you know it's funny. So they do the Chipmunks movie, right? No billion dollars. Like they made fuck sure all three have made fuck tons of money. That's why sure. they came in. So they made those two Smurf movies with Neil Patrick Harris yeah. and the chick from Glee, right? You know. What do you do next? Huh? When, and what would you most No, no, but do what do you right? So they're yeah. doing another Smurf movie? Completely Reboot. no. Yeah, rebooting, negating the other two straight up CGI Smurf movie. I don't know, man. Look, I never saw any of them, but even in the Smurfs canon, yeah. I would have to wonder what's happening. You know what? I've actually seen I've actually seen like half to maybe three quarters of the second one. Wow. Um, it was Thanksgiving oh, and my I nephew. Was say, I was gonna say, were you babysitting? Yes. No, my my nephew was around and he loved the shit out of it. Well, he's so, a kid. Yeah, the kids yeah. like that shit. Yeah. I was watching that, uh, and you know what? I would watch that before watching this. That's fair. Well, like, you do like Christina Ricci, and she's in that movie. Kind of. I know, kind of. <laughs> she's, she's animated in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't she kind of animated in life? Big she, head, big eyes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. She's adorably weird. It's like Gollum. Yeah. No, she's still hot. And Amanda Seyfried. Gollum-esque. They, Ted, too, they, they call her Gollum at one point. <laughs> it, was, it was rough. She's, she's pretty, but just the eyes are a little too much. Her eyes don't scare me, though, like Heather Graham. It's because they're somehow not doll's eyes? Black doll's eyes. <laughs> Soulless and death. Don't get it. Don't get it. Uh, yeah, this movie, um, on a rewatch, I still laughed. But I, I see your points. I'm not denying that you're not making valid yeah. points. Uh, Roger Ebert, Ooh, he he had me. he had um, he gave it three out of four stars. Fuck him. Yeah, apparently he liked this movie, and his quote was, oh, "It does what comedy must, make us laugh." So apparently, in 2001, Ebert was 
laughing. Pretty, easy, pretty, pretty easy to, pretty to please. Easy to <laughs> um, I found this funny on the internet. Now, again, it's the internet, so you know, take a grain of salt how true 80, this 80% is. 80% true. Uh, so originally, this movie was going to be directed by Ang Lee. What? Sense and Sensibilities and The Hulk's Ang Lee. Okay. Um, and Angelica Houston was the mom, and right. Alicia Silverstone was going to play the daughter's role. I can kind of see that. Okay. Uh, Alicia Silverstone uh, parted ways. All right. Uh, and then Cameron D was brought in. Cameron Diaz was brought in as a replacement. 2001's Cameron Diaz, pretty popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they both left, okay. and then Doug Lyman was rumored to come in as director, and he recast, giving it to Cher and Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. Oh, no. Which I don't buy those two no. related at all. I would buy Cher and Jennifer Love Hewitt more related yeah. than Jennifer Aniston and Cher. I, I don't buy these two. They're, they're also like terrible people to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy them. And then there was other. also the rumor that there was going to be a Whitney and Brandy version of this. <laughs> so, again, 80% sure it's the internet. <laughs> but some of those names just don't go together. Like... It, I mean, Alicia, so Alicia Silverstone and Jennifer Love Hewitt, in my opinion, they're interchangeable at this point. Um, I mean, at this time, I, I feel, they were I feel the like both it hot girls that Alicia did teenager movies. I feel Alicia Alicia Silverstone is on the way down from that, mm-hmm. as Jennifer Love Hewitt is on her way up. Yes, I mean, we're only is, three years from Clueless and Can't Hardly Wait, so you know we're in that zone of that and we're, stuff. We're just post Party of Five. I know yeah. what you did last summer, and you said during the movie, I wonder where Jessica Alba was on the list to be in the movie. Yeah, this I, is like two years later. This could have been Jessica Alba's vehicle to try and get bigger, uh, bigger. I, roles. Do you think this movie would have been slightly more entertaining if it wasn't Jennifer Love Hewitt? If you know what, if it's played the same, uh, no, like. Jennifer Love Hewitt is doing what's written on screen. I don't think she's bringing any more, but I don't think she's necessarily giving any less. All right, that's fair. Uh, The character herself is awful, which honestly is a bummer because now I can't even appreciate that she has got that knockout body, that she's super hot. I can't even appreciate that because I hate Everything that comes out of that face. Well, uh, at the beginning of the movie, when Sigourney Weaver took off her wedding dress, she had a pretty oh, big damn she body. Was rocking a body. Yeah, and like Sigourney Weaver, fucking amazing, like female specimen. Like even years, uh, a couple years from now, we hit Galaxy Quest, and she's still rocking an amazing body. I think she looked fantastic in Paul. Yeah. And um, Cabin in the Woods yeah. for her small part. I mean, she's clearly an older woman, but a beautiful older woman. She's aged nicely. Like her. But there's. there's Angelica aging. Houston did not age nicely. There's so there, aging, I mean, there's yeah. aging nicely and then having a body 10 years too young for you. Yeah. And I think she's hit the right plateau of yeah, she's body somehow, versus age ratio. She somehow found the death becomes her that keeps her body like way younger than. Yeah, her and Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. They, they still. They, well, Jamie Lee the Curtis is like, I'm not going to keep pushing myself to keep this body i'm just gonna be a regular human being well yeah but she it's, takes activia so that helps out yeah it keeps it keeps, it her, keeps clean. her it keeps her clean it keeps her flow normal yeah. <laughs> keeps her mo- motor running regular clean. that's the word i'm looking for regular yeah. not flow that's 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 something else um also not her problem no um butt stuff <laughs> but stuff uh but no it's 
I don't, I don't know. Like it, she is an impressive physique. I think she is. I, I it's, it's funny that because you know in the sci-fi, she's always in the top five or three of like women of sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's like Ellen Ripley and Sigourney Weaver. Of Usually, which there are only so many. No, but no, but but I'm not, just saying. Not taking like, thing away, but just to point out, there are not many real solid female correct characters. But it's. Always kind of comes down to her and Linda Hamilton, I've noticed, as the badasses. But, like, you look at Terminator 2, and I enjoy Terminator 2, but mm-hmm. Linda Hamilton is a different kind of badass. Like, Sigourney Weaver is a badass in Aliens because she had to step up mm-hmm. and become that badass. Linda Hamilton is doing one-handed arm lifts yeah. to the... like. That's a you don't need. We haven't seen her since 1984 and 1990 comes or is it 92 or whatever Terminator 2 comes out and her first scene is her fucking doing what are you yeah, those arm pull ups and she's just like and you're like oh shit who let her have a bar <laughs> yeah, you know? and then you find that it was her bed yeah and then she just turns around and you're just like oh shit yeah. I would follow that woman into hell and back you know but it, I think that's the difference between the badasses Linda Hamilton. Shows up as a badass, but but she had to become one. I no, understand. No, she did, that. she did. She did. But look at look at what's kind of given up. Uh, which one is clearly the more attractive one? I wasn't gonna baseline it to something so trivial, no, I but I was. It, but I'm saying you. Oh, Sigourney Weaver is clearly more no, attractive. Even today, you kind of can't have it both ways. No, you can't. And. And if anyone saw Chuck season four and five, Linda Hamilton has a lot of CGI going around her lips. It's, it's she's fuzzy, she's Sybil Shepherd fog digital filters, fi- digital filters. She had a lot of yeah. digital filters on there. Why she felt she needed to do that, I don't know. Or why someone felt, you know, because it actually draws more attention to her. Yeah. You're going, and we've we've seen you're her like your lips things. are glowing. We've seen her in other things, and, and she, she looks she still fine. looks amazing. Yeah, she looks fine. Yeah, Sigourney Weaver looks better, but she looks fine. You know, but uh, I think this is a first a perfect first entry of the month because we got the shit out of the way early. It's only up from here. Uh, it kind of really does go up from here. Uh, as I said, I don't think this is a terrible movie because I've seen Vamps. I would, wa- I would watch Vamps twice again. Would before, you really? Yeah, I would watch Vamps twice before oh, no, watching man. this one more time. Gene Hackman's really funny in this. He is fun. He's not fun enough. He's not in the movie enough. He's not doing enough different things okay. in his scenes to really be a draw how do you feel about the con artist film in general are you a fan of the of the con i like them when they're smart when i don't necessarily see everything that's going on Mm -hmm. like ocean the ocean films i feel are a really great set of con movies because at least the first one really is good the first one's the best i mean enjoy the other two for just hanging out with the guys but yeah but they give you 75% 75% and you think you've got pretty much everything figured out yeah. and in that last act half of that falls apart for whatever reason and you realize oh shit there's a whole another 75% you didn't even know this movie was 150% of, of crazy shit going that's, on that's why I like Now You See Me Yeah, and I I was, like, man I was a big fan of that flick. I liked it I felt the end really it got a little weird but I think because it ties into the sequel that comes out next year 
and hopefully hopefully that explains enough that I can yeah. kind of be back on board. I'd like to be on board. I do think it's funny that Daniel Radcliffe... I don't know Rad- if was, there's actually magic or not. I do think it's funny Daniel Radcliffe's in it's another... Awesome. It's, it's awesome. Super cool. I, I, do, you think that, do you think that universe that there is so on the nose that they can do a sight gag of him picking up a wand and like putting it down or something or making a joke like I don't do that kind of magic like tosses the wand no, yeah, away I think, like, I think can they get movie, away with it I think that movie can I think so I would hope that they would do yeah. something stupid especially like that especially since they've already established how there's different schools of magic and yeah. how they look at other schools of magic that'd be really funny yeah I think they definitely could have like a little I like I like the con movie. You're right when it's done well. Like I enjoyed White Collar, the TV show, Mm -hmm. which was every week a con done well. I mean, you know, it's episodic, so you kind of get used to it real quick. But I think if it's done right, it's done well. I do like that it was. I will say this though: for the most part, you have to give it up to some filmmakers. They gave a lead to two ladies. Yeah, and but Sigourney Weaver's a name. Like she'll pull people in like if they were to remake this today it would be like with Angelina Jolie or like J-Lo or something you know J-Lo and J-Law they're the the J-Lo odd... and Beyonce oh or no they're too close in age Angela Bassett and Beyonce money <laughs> no no, no. <laughs> but so that was Heartbreakers 2001's comedy uh Romantic I it, comedy Oh no, I don't think romance. I, I, so? I think just straight up comedy. Like Jennifer Love Hewitt's Jason Lee relationship is. I mean, they end up together at the end when they all well, turn good, but I don't know if it's romantic. It's romantic comedy because there's follies on her part. Like she plays kind of the bumbling male kind of character in that situation. Yeah, but I think it just gets trampled over by everything else. It does. It absolutely does. Uh, so if you've seen Heartbreakers or do you enjoy the the, the Saint Sigs of the Weaves, let us know what movies you enjoy the most. I mean, we know. Alien and Ghostbusters, we know, and of course Galaxy Quest can't can't miss them all. Uh, but you know, let us know movieissues at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on the Facebook and the Twitter. Of course, Comic Con is next week, so hit us up if there's anything you want us to try and take a picture of. We'll, uh, we'll try. I mean, you know who the fuck knows. So, uh, so yeah, send us a little note on the on the wall of Facebook. The the um, scrolling nest Facebook. of Twitter. Oh, I thought you were just... No, I already said... Fa- I, was just, I, thought, I was just like, what are you trying to say? What's the... I don't know. Drop an egg in our nest on Twitter? Is that a saying? I don't know. Well, it is now. All right. I, I am, of course, Leland here with Spooky. And uh, we will see you next week where we uh, uh, go... Do a good movie. Do, do, a, do a great movie of St. Sigs of the Weave. And, and, uh, all praise... All praise and praise all love to, to the Saint Sigs. <laughs> to the Sigourney Weaver Month. Blessed be her name. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Good night.